Yeah, boy. John, uh, how do you like this? Can you hear that music playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I've got a new, we've got some new software. Shout out Uh-oh. to my boys and gals at Zencaster. This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. That's Z-E-N-P-C-A-S-T-R. Drop the E. Yeah, whoa. This episode is devoted to Zencaster. We're using, um, we're using Zencaster to record this episode, and I'm loving it, dude. I'm playing music right now. Are they actually a sponsor? Um, I've got a laugh track. <laughs> no. No, what do you think? I Of course not, John. Um, no, but I I just think they're great. And maybe yeah. they will be a sponsor one day. I'm going to reach out to them and be like, hey, guys, we got this dope podcast. We think your product's great. Can you s- give it to us for free at least? And they'll be, they'll be like, hey, idiots, if we gave our product to every idiot with a podcast, we wouldn't have a <laughs> podcast app. Because you're our target market, you freaks. They're like, how many listeners do you have? Yeah. Yeah, you don't even register. You're not even on our list. I lost you. I lost you. No, really? John, let me um so as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we're using Zencaster. Now, Ooh. I would like to um John, say that say that again. Uh you said something funny. Say it again. In regards to what Zencaster, yeah, that you went from loving them and trying to get a promotional deal with them to blaming all of our woes on them. Yeah, totally. And, and then back again. What our listeners don't know, though, John, is that we had there. Uh, by the time they listen to this, there will be about ten minutes of hilarity that they never heard. Because we're gonna cut some of that out, right? Um, for sure. Which means we have a secret. Because I think many secrets. We have a lot of secrets, John. Do you think that most of our listeners actually believe that we exist? I'm curious. I met. I have met in the flesh some of them, so I know some people do. I know, but don't you think there's probably a large contingency of our listeners that think that we are like AI created podcast yep. bots? Which is I why read. I think there are so many podcasts. Because That's the possible. AIs got real trigger happy and they just were like, you get a podcast, you get a podcast, you get a podcast, you get a podcast. And then they pointed at at our weird um, like data souls, you know, that were floating around in whatever simulation we lived in. And they were like, you get a podcast. And they snapped their fingers and they made us into people with memories and ideas and they were like, you get a podcast, and they and, and, and here we are. I happened to watch some uh, videos the other night about quantum mechanics, right? Oh, and There's babe. all this. Well, it's, it's so interesting because the model of quantum mechanics that we have is not fixed. It's pretty accurate, it seems like, but it's not it's not without controversy right mm-hmm. like there are different schools of thought and a lot can of you give us weird... a big big picture on quantum mechanics john it's so if you look at normal mechanics like how things operate in the real world like right? um to give an example like something with more mass has a gravitational effect on something with less mass M- well more like newtonian mechanics so yeah sure gravity comes into that but gravity 
is weird because it's not really well understood, right? In fact, mm. even gravity. Look it up, folks. It's but an object at rest stays at rest unless affected stuff, by right? another object or yeah, 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 an outside or, force, right, right, right. Or things like like the action of a gyroscope. Like if you want to um, blow your own mind, go look up um, Professor Lewin from MIT. He did these. Um, physical demonstrations of crazy physics stuff that's where i started with all this and he shows the action of a gyroscope which is crazy because it seems to defy gravity wow it doesn't actually and he explains why it doesn't but anyway so what happened was when you start to look at stuff on a smaller and smaller scale it does not behave like it should is this guy nerd famous oh yeah he is oh baby famous he's nerd famous for sure he's He's like famous famous wow Look at his He's classroom. Does it get yeah. any more classic than that? How many whiteboards does he need? Zero, apparently, because those are chalkboards. But he does have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, well, he's, four. You know, he has 12 chalkboards in his classroom. 12. I found out about him because of an Instagram video years ago where he can draw these dotted lines super fast. Oh, like, he's that guy. He's, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. So, oh wow, man of many many talents. He's a he's a smart guy. Those physics lectures that he does are amazing. Anyway, I happened to stumble upon this concept called pilot wave theory. And if anybody's cool. interested, there's a there's a um, experiment they do of oil being bounced around by sound waves. Anyway, it's interesting because it kind of obliterates all of the weirdness that you find in quantum mechanics that allows for things like uh many worlds or like being or like a, a, a an object being in this in two different places at exactly the same at the time same time right yeah. exactly which it, seems it impossible because it is and if you watch pilot wave they're just theory, saying it's moving differently than you think exactly right so there's a there's a force basically a what they're saying wave. is magic is just something you don't understand is, is effectively what they're saying well, see, that's what quantum mechanics right now says. Like, there's all this spook- spooky action stuff that we don't really understand, and it makes us have to come to the conclusion that like Schrodinger's cat is both. Ooh, dead it's and alive, a PBS doc. Like oh, John, I've been in the freaking hunt for this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's baby. actually quite good. Oh, yeah. I'm psyched. Anybody, I'm, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining it, so I won't. But if you're curious, go watch that stuff because it seems to make a lot more sense with the actual world. But unfortunately, it does take out some of the excitement and mystery of quantum weirdness like uh, faster okay, but, than light communication sure 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 but let's just also take a step back and remember john yeah that our brains work that like there's a whole there's a whole whether quantum whether quantum computing which i know nothing about obviously is in any way affected by <laughs> these new discoveries what's interesting is that Whenever we eventually, if ever, figure out how the crap our brains work and could apply that level, I mean, our brains have such sophisticated organizational skills. Like I was thinking the other day while I was driving, and the fact that I didn't crash while having this thought is a testament to how well our brains work. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, I'm driving, I'm applying the gas and the brake in a way that keeps me from going too fast or too slow and to react to all these things. I'm taking in all my surroundings. I just read a street sign. I just read a sign at a restaurant and I'm breathing and I'm metabolizing my food and I'm thinking about my wife. That's, that's insane, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. like just that alone, let alone the fact that right now I'm having this conversation in real time while thinking about how much of a dick I sound like. And thinking, I'm thinking I mean, we've done both so of much those things for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Our brains are insane. Oh. I mean, I could tell you hundreds of stories about my life, and we could talk endlessly about other things that we've learned in school that we probably, like, I don't know where I remembered an object at rest, and I, of course, only remember three quarters of it, because my brain has some crazy way of organizing information so that I can pull up three quarters of it, even if I can't pull up the whole thing. How does my brain know that? I think the real magic of being human, the thing that will distinguish us now forever, well, maybe not forever, but we talked last time, We chess is done. People thought that, you know, humans, the creative thinking behind chess that was necessary, that humans would excel at this forever over computers, not so. Yeah. But possibly, hopefully, creative connections, things like yes. that, that computers are not so great at doing. Like, we can sit and think about stuff that does not exist. We can make up worlds that don't exist in our heads. Right. We can add you know look through history like people putting the heads of bulls on humans or vice versa you know we can make stuff up not that that's a feat necessarily but um no i understand we can conceptualize computers and make them well dude you know i think it's okay john maybe we've entered a new a new era i'm gonna find out when this thing but the infinite monkey theory or whatever right you know what i'm talking about the infinite monkey theorem states that i just looked it up so i can actually get it right a monkey hitting keys at random on a typewriter keyboard for an infinite period of time will almost surely which who knows what that means type any given text such as the complete works of um william shakespeare now yeah. it will almost surely do it eventually right but it will that's because it has it. infinity to do it right. and therefore it will type everything that in infinity it will type everything that has ever been typed and ever will be typed but right that's not reality. In reality, we live in a world where what's the 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 response? Didn't somebody else write another one though where they're like, "Yes." Yeah, what's the other one? The Tower of Babel. Well, there's well there's a okay, so think about pi, the number pi. Right. How you get the circumference of the circle? It's the yes. question that's, you know, plagued us forever. So we figured it out. It's encoded in the pyramids, by the way, but it is a number that re- has a remainder that repeats forever, right? Yes. So encoded in that is three point one four one five six. Three point one four one five six two nine. But it goes on forever, and if you assign a character to those numbers, it has all human information that has ever existed in it. Wait, Every, wait, 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 already, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Say that again. Because pi is an infinite repeat is a non-repeating infinite set. It has all information that has ever existed contained in it. Every computer program that has ever been written or will ever be written is in there in binary. <gasps> Every wow. everything is in pi, right? But here's the problem, and this is the wow. Tower of Babel, or I'm sorry, the Library of okay, Babel. Okay, but sure. really quick, let's pause on library, library of Babel because I need at least another three or four seconds to digest that. Sure. <laughs> that is that is a an Earth – that is – that is such a small and mean, mo, so such a meaningless minutia, and yet 
Dude, it, it, that John, that the, the the fact that Pi contains all numerical information ever, not just numerical, it contains all information. If you were to assign a character, right? I understand. Okay, got it. So it contains all information, and it can be summed up in a small symbol that looks like a double T, and, and it's also producible. I mean, it, it is something that we've searched for forever. And we wow. have not gotten all of the digits of it. Obviously, we never will. And, and But, John, my point is that that is such a meaning – that is so irrelevant to 99.99 infinitely repeating percent of the world's lives. Like the people who have ever lived in humanity sure. have not even been aware of the fact that this is a fact, let alone does it have any direct impact on their lives. And yet within that is contained more information than humanity will ever create. Which is like that is a total bizarro pair. Like that makes absolutely no sense. And yet, right. like it is. That's crazy. Yes. But the problem, okay, so here's the problem. Holy it's the shit, dude. Library of Babel. It was a short story by Borges, I think. And it's about, it's a, it's another world that has an infinite library. Every book that has that could ever possibly be written, right? So it is essentially pi. But the problem is that how do you get a book out of there that you know is complete and good? Because if every book is in there, you're going to have the Bible that starts with in the beginning, fart. In the beginning, dog. Hold on, hold on try that again. <laughs> In the beginning. <laughs> Sorry. You can't hear it, but I just did it. <laughs> oh, right. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so you're going to have every possible pure permutation of wow. everything in there, right? Including a life story that's that comes complete in Pi. There is a life story. Every word I have said up until this minute. That then diverges. That de then diverges. Uh. Including my little s s stumble that I just did is included somewhere in there and then divert somewhere else. So, you know, I already Holy said that I'm skeptical crap, of the many dude. worlds idea, but there is a possibility in there that, well, it's not a possibility. Every possibility is encoded in there. It's just finding it, making sense of it is, is virtually impossible, right? Don't you You're think that's, yeah, but dude, don't you think in a weird way, like, this is maybe this is my own little new theory. No, it's not new. I guarantee someone else has probably said it much better than I have. But this is new to me. The idea that in a way you just summed up the concept of fate. Like mm -hmm. everything that will happen will happen. And yet you have choice. You know what I mean? Like you well, cannot really affect you cannot affect the course of history or really even your own life beyond what you're able to affect. And yet it's almost like you're on rails and there's really no way to possibly consider both simultaneously. It's just there. It's just a paradox. And, and you just kind of summed up, but that's like, but, but, but that is only getting more true. And therefore, I guess this is where I'm going with this. Therefore, isn't it kind of true that like our whole, the whole point of doing it is to do it because if it's infinite, then the whole point is to experience the slice of it that you experience because you'll never like the book is there. The book will always be there, but you can never read it. So why worry about what the book says? Find the book that you can read and read it.
I think it's interesting that the same argument that developed in religion early on, you know, we, we belong to a, we went to a, a school that belongs to a particular religious tradition that says that humans were predestined before the foundation of earth to be saved, elect or not. Right. Yeah. Now that's what we were, that's what this tradition that we went to college and that's what they believe. But there is another tradition that does not believe that, right. that believes in free will. Right. And well, there are a lot same, of traditions that don't believe it. Yeah. Th that same fight though, between determinism and non-determinism, free will and determinism is exactly the fight that happened in, in physics, man. So you have wow. the Copenhagen school, which proposed that we have, not only do we have free will, but we we're constantly branching into all these possible worlds. And the other model that people like Einstein preferred, or at least it, it aligned with their own thinking, was a, a more deterministic model that says that, that that every electron, every quark, they're moving in a particular direction that it, that is deterministic. But can't they both be true? I'm not even smart enough to understand what I just said, so <laughs> I don't know. I want to believe that they're both true. I want to believe, I believe, dude, I've been thinking about this so much. I believe that almost all of it is true because I think that humans are, I think there are some things that are decidedly a perversion of what was originally intended, but right. also that in and of itself is impossible to extricate from the history of humanity the same way that evolution doesn't exist without mutation. And so in this weird way, like when the Bible says like God brings all things back to like together for his glory. And like, to me, what that means is that somehow we are both infinitely important, right? Like meaning my one experience is the only experience versus, mm. you know what I mean? Because right. Like in a way that sure. is true. I can try to empathize, but I cannot experience life for someone else. That's never going to happen. I am myself and therefore I am the only experience I will ever have. Now, maybe there are beings out there who are capable of having, but that's not us. And so I think uh, Woody Allen summed this up by saying, that his orgasm was the um, best one in the entire world. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, nobody else's. You can't experience anybody. Dude, I've even thought about that. A lot. Like, I've even thought about that a lot. Like with the rollers. I'm like, I spend so much time thinking about how rollers will stack up against people like Woody Allen. Right. And who the fuck cares? Because the truth is, I can't make a Woody Allen movie and I never will because I'm not Woody Allen and I'm thank God. But also yeah. like, I don't, I wouldn't do this with you if you were exactly, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you for clarifying, John, the PC police will be thrilled. Um, I just think, okay, but back to the point. Um, I think they can <laughs> the both PC be police. The guy married his daughter, bro. No, no, no. I'm just I kidding. Mean, I meant the PC. No, no, no. Daughter. I'm saying the PC police in terms of like you needing to cover your bases just for not even knowing the guy or ever endorsing him. But he is but, not. He's not out of the mainstream, right? He's, no, no, he's no, still no. acceptable. Oh, no, he is. I'm saying, though, what's funny is that 
what was funny about the PC police thing to me is more specifically that you have to cover your bases for mentioning mm. him in a hypothetical scenario. That's what I was it's making like, a joke yeah, about. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like gotcha. I would, I would never actually murder a guy. It's like, yeah, you would. We all would. I think you may. Ooh. I think there's a there's a, a enough track record of murder in the history of humanity that I think it's pretty safe to say that just about everybody's capable of it. Anyway, That's, I disagree wholeheartedly with that. I think I nurture has everything to do with it, John. Well, that's possible. Yeah. Okay, I think everyone enough. under the right circumstances is capable of murder. That's what I'm saying. And I don't mean if a guy sleeps with your wife and you walk in and you happen to have a gun in your hand. I'm saying under the right circumstances, meaning like if you saw your dad get murdered and then you were literally taught to murder people, you might pick up on some of those tendencies eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Okay. If so, anybody put in a different circumstance, yeah, could commit. I, I find it. I don't agree that right now, as people are, like, I don't think that my father could murder somebody. Oh, right no, now. I don't think so either. No, no, no. I think the same way that I think some people who are very ill could be better eventually, but they will not wake up and be better tomorrow. I think it's exactly the same way. I think it goes up Even and down. Even that concept in your head, though, goes back to our previous conversation because there are many people who would not agree with that based on the idea that humans are not inherently evil. Well— that's true. Well, okay, so yeah, that All right, John, let's that's really good. Let's go let's take that back. Let's take that back to the whole like uh man, we haven't had a good just like open-ended conversation in a while. This is kind of nice. Um we must be getting into our our middle age here. Exactly. Uh and just so everybody knows there are going to be like just about a billion updates on rollers, but just bear with us. I'm having fun. This is part of what life is about. You know, this is life. This is work. I just think, though, John, that it's totally. So I've been watching The Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ooh. the remake. Mm. And um, he was explaining how, and I, man, I think about this a lot, John, how. Basically, he was saying he 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 went from like the biggest scale we can possibly imagine, which is the universe, which is approximately 13 billion years old. But who really knows? And it is unfathomably large and it's ever expanding and it's mostly empty space, just like everything. Everything is mostly empty space because so are atoms. And so he takes it all the way down and he's like explaining how like this is a cluster of galaxies, a cluster of galaxies a cluster right. of galaxies and then there are clusters of things within those galaxies that are still unfathomably large and then there's our star and then there's our world and then there's all this stuff and we go in and we blah, 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 blah. we keep going and it takes about a million years and it's super interesting and then we end up inside of dna mm -hmm. which is so tiny DNA is so g-dang tiny. It's like, how was he saying? Like, you know, like a single human cell can fit like what? Like a million on like a pinpoint or something? It's, it's, it's stupid how tiny these things mm. are. They're incomprehensibly tiny. And then he talks about DNA, which sits obviously inside the nucleus of the cell. And then he was saying that there are more atoms that make up one strand of DNA. I really hope I'm not totally misquoting this, but either way, it's the point, you know, it's the, the bigger concept that matters. There are as many atoms 
and keep in mind that an atom is still mostly empty space. You know what I mean? That's that's basically mm. like a little solar system because a nucleus is just this big mass of something. We don't even know what quarks and shit that holds <laughs> electrons around it. Some guy who's in school right now or possibly a professional 100% just cracked up and then turned this off. <laughs> no, because there's protons and neutrons and then aren't, those, aren't protons and neutrons made up of quarks? Yes. No, totally, dude. Anyway. I, I'm not, I wasn't calling your uh, knowledge into question. I just, it was hilarious. I don't have any shit. knowledge. I, I am not <laughs> trying to give anyone a, a scientific lesson. All I'm trying to do is convey some sense of scale because what he was I saying I just is, watched a video about this and I have literally last night, I have no clue okay. about gluons, about quarks. I'm not, I'm not mocking you. I just think it's hilarious no, I, some dude. Quarks Somebody and shit. does know. That's life, though. Some guy does know. No, some, oh, some guy does know. And and I would love for him to write me and get on the podcast. So Ooh. all I'm saying, though, is, John, this is what I was really trying to say. I'm spending way too much time on this. He's no, saying not, the yeah. atoms that make up the, you know, the proteins that make up the DNA are obviously made up of much smaller things and eventually molecules. Yeah. And then you get down to atoms. And he was saying there are more atoms in a strand of protein, or as many at least. More mm. atoms in a strand of DNA than there are stars in our galaxy. In our galaxy. Right. But that means that there is as much space between atoms mm. as there is between like stars in our galaxy. If there's like 14 stars in our galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Because imagine They're, if you're that small. So because if phone. if you're Listen as what what I just looked it up, dude. What if there, there are, are what if there are little people that live inside of quarks and it looks like little you, worlds and we'll never ever see seen them. that. No, I was going to bring this up. What if there's they're there? A, um, there's an old model. Or it's like an old cartoon. I think I saw it in The Simpsons as a kid, but it's probably older than that. Oh, The Simpsons. But it they, starts. Everything it starts. You know out out into the cellular or it starts at the cellular level and you see and then it keeps zooming 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 and you just you see the inverse relate like these things are extremely similar mm -hmm. you're right i mean the electron cloud that kind of blew people's minds mm -hmm. but i don't even know if that's accurate i think that's no, a we've model. never seen it right well you know they have seen an individual atom uh with an electron microscope which is crazy you can see individual atoms of carbon. But what are you seeing? Yeah, a dot, a black dot. I mean, are you seeing a representation of the atom? And by oh, the no, way, how do you see one atom, though? Do they have to, like, paint out all the other ones? I mean, it's not just well, interesting. make an atom just sit in in isolated space. It's not like a well, little beach ball that you can, like, put on top of a fan. <laughs> It is. No, it's, exactly it's not. That. Fuck that. Graphene. Don't Look even graphene, fuck dude. with me. You know how they made graphene? What graphene the fuck is, is graphene, single... dude? It's graphite. Dude, this was discovered. Listen to how nuts this is. Graphite, you know, from a pencil. Pencil lead is not lead. It's graphite. Okay? If you take graphite and you scrub it on a piece of paper, you know, like you're shading an artwork. Like in the Big Lebowski when he runs the pencil over exactly. the pad and he thinks it's going to be a phone number, but it's just a, a dick with a dick. Exactly. Right. Okay, Dude, you take a piece of tape, normal scotch tape, you put it on top of that shading where the graphite is, you lift it up. Now some of that graphite has stuck to the tape. 
you stick the tape together. You do this about 12 times, stick, unstick, stick, unstick. After 10 times of that, you have a single one atom thick layer of graphite called graphene, dude. And this was discovered, I think, in the last 20 years. I remember reading about this when I was a kid. One some, some atom? I believe so. How does the Look. scotch tape have the ability to get that specific? Single layer of carbon atoms. John, I have an idea. In a lattice. I have an idea, John. I would actually really like one day to start a sidebar podcast where all we do is talk about shit like this because I think we're probably boring some people to tears and I think some people are probably having a hoot. Look up graphene, y'all. It's fascinating. But yeah, you can see a single atom of it, dude. Holy it's in a lattice. Crap. Um, anyway, yeah, we can quit this. So what's going on with... Uh, <laughs> what, but no, this is really the- what I want to talk about right now. I just feel like we should get back on track. Let's get on track. What do you I think? Guide us. I don't have anything to talk about now. This my movie, kid, like my- this movie seems so pointlessly small and mm. so infinitely large. So I guess we can just keep talking about it. You know, your movies are already in pie. I know. You know, that's why, you know, when, when Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, he knew what he was talking about, bro. He knew that Shakespeare was included in pie, which he knew what it was discovered by the aliens who came here. <laughs> starting um, to believe that more and more. I think I think the ancient wisdom people did probably know a lot more than we know in a lot of ways. In in part because I think they were studying the right shit. They weren't dude, think about how inefficient. Think about how inefficient computers are and all the layers of communication that have to take place. Like think about all the translations that happen. Let's trace it. Okay. My voice, which is already including my brain, but think of all the hard work. All the everything unique is coming out of my brain and your brain, right? But let's trace all the things between it, right? My voice comes out. It's sound waves. The sound waves hit an analog drum or whatever is on this microphone and it does what it does and it like but then where what's interesting is when cuz that's all natural that happens in nature all the time with our eardrums and with other things right so you don't that's easy but then it has to be translated inside the microphone into zeros and ones because it's a USB microphone it's not an XLR or whatever you know what i'm saying and then it goes from that down the cord through a bunch of copper or whatever into my computer which then has a software that knows what the microphone is saying. And it goes from the microphone, it goes from the software through the computer, probably like 10 different ways, into the internet first, then onto a Zencaster server where it, something happens to it. Then it comes out of the Zencaster server and then it goes over the internet again to a different place that then somehow gets to your house and all the same shit happens. And then it's all happening again. And then it all reverses again. And then it ends up being a recording on a computer. Isn't that crazy? Virtually instantaneously. There's, yeah, I don't almost no almost lag. any delay. See, which is and, crazy. And, and, okay, that an- is both a testament to the technology that has been created, which is amazing. And also, holy shit, that's so inefficient because if we could just figure out how sound works in a different layer like electromagnetic shit that isn't bound by all of this. 
gravity doesn't give a shit what computer you use. It just works all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, yeah. Well, there's a. It makes me think of a couple things. One, Neil Harbison. Everybody look this guy up. N e i l space last name H a r b i s s o n. He's the guy. He's the first cyborg. He um he has an antenna Holy implanted wow. into his head. Um, and he uses he's colorblind, and he uses this to get bone conducting frequencies into his head so he can feel colors that seems i don't know oh wow he has an actual like bug antenna did he have to train his brain to translate the feeling he had to memorize what different colors were by the feeling that he would get in his brain wow you know seems nuts well you know though dude to bring that back to bring that full circle a most people don't realize it's actually pronounced circle a People have been pronouncing it wrong the entire time. My truth, baby, my truth. Um, Your truth. To bring it back full circle, a eh? the idea that that reminds me even of 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 like directing and kind of even just therapy in general, which I weirdly just connected to directing, which says I think mm. what I think about directing and therapy, which is that they're both important to me, but and other things. But part of the reason maybe they're connected is the idea that like. What I learn a lot in therapy, because it's not just like, let me, uh, how do you feel? It's kind of like, how do you actually feel in your body and starting to connect physical sensations? Because anxiety is an incredibly physical thing. Because our bodies create our thoughts. So, like, of course they're connected. Why does everyone act like they're not? It's so stupid. And so a lot of the thing that I'm doing there is I'm learning to connect those things. And I think good actors do similar things where they know what triggers certain things. They know how to hold themselves in a way that they appear angry without actually having to be angry. And that's a different school of thought. Some people believe that you should just be angry, but I like the idea that you can do that. And that is another kind of whatever you were talking about. I am so lost. (laughs) John, can I read you a poem that I wrote last night? You wrote a poem. Yeah, I wrote a poem. It's probably the first poem I've written in a very, very long time. Hit me. I'll be right back. One sec. Dude, you, you, you decide if you think this is uh this is too weird to keep in, but I like it. I think it's a good poem. All right. Hit me. Okay. A poem. One day, one day I will get sober One day, I will not be the guy, or that guy, if you prefer, that guy who smokes, in quotes, a lot of weed. What is a lot? (laughs) I don't really know. I don't smoke too much. (laughs) Have you ever had one of Jones Martinis, though? They're dangerous. Mountains will crumble into the sea. Supernovas will cave in on themselves, creating black holes that will eventually become invisible. Invisibly sucking up only God knows what and taking it to only God knows where. Perhaps that is a place where artists, so secure in their craft, so positive that the value they bring to their world, let's assume it's a world, but these artists are so patient, self-aware, and self-controlled that they don't abuse substances. Perhaps that place exists on the other side of a black hole. 
but I doubt it. In the meantime, I will use my medicine, and despite my best efforts, I will not always use it responsibly. Candles burn out, so do stars, but where does gravity come from? Is it God? <laughs> That's my poem. Great question. That's the poem. It's a good question, and we already talked about it, but gravity is still an unknown force. Right, like where? what is the source of gravity? It doesn't expend itself. It is just there. Mass cannot be Super created. Mass cannot, or like, what is it? At, um, shit cannot be created or destroyed, right? Like, it's basically like stuff is stuff. It can change form, but it's just stuff. It's just there. And yet black holes, where do they go? What happens on the other side of them? And what is gravity? And why is it just there? Because anyway... Yeah, well, this that also is a problem about quantum mechanics because if you, the quarks, you know, every time you split a quark, apparently a new quark is created, which seems no. to, yeah, if you take two quarks, every quark has really so it's like if you divide it, something but... in half infinitely, you just keep dividing it in half and it keeps getting smaller, but it never ever finishes being divided. Weirdly, it doesn't even seem like it gets smaller. Dude, so if you take a, that's a quark, so cool. Yeah, I mean, somebody who understands this better, if if somebody, but dude, that kind there, of means that maybe this. there's weirdly like an infinite amount of space inside of every quark. It's possible that like like it's all a big loop. On, but. No, but I'm just saying it's like a big loop, you know, and it's like a funnel. It's like that funnel image. Like, did Stephen Hawking come up with that or something? It's like that funnel where it's like you go and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it gets slightly, and then you hit some sort of point of no return, and then it gets bigger and bigger, 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 and then it comes back, but then it's all just like this infinitely connected uh, this funnel. Is a, this is a torus you're talking about. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. It is a torus, and it's sort of the model for, if you ever look at the Earth. Oh, boy. Are you okay, John? You um, need me to call an ambulance for you? No, um, no. What's wrong? Um, my backup recording is like not. Oh, not dude, don't sweat me, it. Dude. I'm not. Um, I can see it's going well. Zencaster um, is going to get us all figured out. This episode is brought tourist, to you by Zencaster. Do we like them again? We like them. Zencaster makes recording your podcast easy. With uh, I'm making this up on the spot. With uh, multi-channel recording, all you have to do is send a link to the invite. All you have to send a link is to all you have to do is send a link to the person you want to interview, and they just record it on their own, and you can do stuff. <laughs> I'm done. That ad over. That went badly. <laughs> the image is Taurus. Yeah, what's a Taurus? And it's T O R U S, and it's the image of the uh, the gravitational electromagnetic force around Earth. Mm. Oh, because it goes in towards the center of the in. axis. Yeah. Holy shit! Back also, interestingly, Holy I showed my son smokes, this morning a video. Dude, what if that, that is the shape of a quark, basically, and it's like an infinitely repeating shape, and we're basically just living inside of a fractal? That well, so I showed my son a video this morning about he's doing you know multiplication stuff like that in school. Dude, division, your kids are gonna be so cool. Maybe TBD. I'm excited to be friends with your kids one day. Just bring them over here. Bring them, bring them down to, <laughs> bring them over, bring them down to Uncle Zay's house. We'll 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 talk about math and stuff. 
the um, video is times table Mandelbrot, which is the fractals that you mentioned in the heart of mathematics. And it, there's a really interesting part in this where they do uh, the mu- multiplication tables on a wheel. Mm. And, and when you do this, many patterns emerge. And one of them is the, is a uh, cardioid, which, you know, from our microphones, mm. part of the cardio is the shape of where the microphone will pick it up. It's like a butt or a heart mm-hmm. shape. And this shape appears in the multiplication table. If you graph it on a wheel, Whoa. it's also, then it comes into the shape of a torus. What about the circle of man. fifths? Uh, is that harmonics and music? Yeah. Do you think that's connected? The circle of fifths is a circle that looks like a lot like a clock, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it functions a lot like a clock. It's very weird. And oh, this is the exact same thing. Every step um, you go on the circle of fifths is a fifth, which is a pleasant harmonic of, you know what I mean? Like it's like a a fifth, like five, at least of our notes. You can use it to understand how things relate to each other and like relative minors, which is a whole nother crazy idea, which is basically like things sound minor or major relative to what they're being, you know. Wow, we got deep, dude. You know what I say, John? Hmm. I think the Illuminati made it all up. Uh-oh. I think they are behind all of it. I um I doubt it. <laughs> Highly doubt it. But I think the Illuminati are like, yeah, you think that's how quarks work? Bitch. <laughs> you don't know shit. I do wonder about You don't know um, anything. We've mentioned it before, but my grandfather was a Mason. Mm. And I found out when he died, he was a very high-level Mason Mm. in Jersey. And he was fascinated by the pyramids. He would always talk to me about them. Mm. And I wonder if part of their quote-unquote secret knowledge is has to do with construction of the pyramid, you know, or at least the mathematics and the geometry involved. Because Masonry, as a profession, Mm -hmm. they relied on having secrets to keep their profession prestigious mm. that's where the idea of mason masons come from oh i didn't realize it was that. a group of skilled work people that had skills that if you let any idiot know this stuff then anybody could go out and be a mason and your your profession is basically ruined mm. so they would guard these secrets of how they built stuff hmm. and that's where the idea of masonry supposedly which i comes from. i believe when it comes to creative things Share, baby. Get it out there because no one can copy you. You can't be anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I was just trying to bring it full circle because we do need to wrap this up soon. John, I did have one closing thought, and then I'd like to give you a chance to rebut. Did we even start? I'm, I was ser- I thought this was our pre-show, dude. No, dude, this is the show. Um, oh, sorry, everybody. No, this is great stuff, dude. It's been a long time since we've had a big a big existential crisis episode. You haven't even told us where, are you editing? Oh dude, I'm editing and boy, oh boy, John, give us the deets. I'm not effing around anymore, John. I'm not effing around. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to say, give me a percentage. How much? Very good. I think, I think total the cut overall, like the assembly, I think we're probably like, 85 to 90% done. But like in terms of polished, that's just like an assembly, like a rough assembly. But also dude, we shot a lot of stuff in a very specific way. So it doesn't, it's not that hard to edit. 
because I oh, kind of knew what I was doing. So like we're there are parts that are going to be a lot of work to edit. And then there are parts sure. that we're already kind of done with for now. So that's I don't know, dude, we've exciting. got like 30, 30% that's like pretty, pretty like reasonably polished. And then we've got mm. another 65% that's like, you know, assembled, but not, not ready yet. And then we've got maybe 5% that Mari's still kind of working on. Dude, it's going really, really, really well. And it, honestly, I'm realizing that this is the fun part for me. You know, I've been, I kind of realized I've been an editor before more than I've been anything else. You know, I started editing for my oh, dad. Yeah a long time ago, you know, when I was like, I don't know, 15 or six, I don't know. Like, and I've been making my own stuff forever and I never could actually shoot anything that interesting. Cause I was a kid. So the fun of it was in the editing in the music. And now I'm like, Oh shit, I get to do this now with good footage and great scenes that you made. Oh, Oh, John, I'm in heaven. I am in heaven. Editing was my very first job that I ever got paid for. Dude, you're a good editor, John. We talked about this yeah, off air. A, you're a good editor. I was a camp counselor. At, well, thank you for saying that. I was a uh, camp counselor at a Christian camp in the Poconos. Mm. And um, the kid who did the videos was from Hawaii. Mm. And he was the bomb. Mm. He would fly out here and he would make these videos. But he got popped for smoking pot. Mm. So he got sent home. Weed. And they were like, yo, we got to get somebody to make these videos. And I was like, yo, I'll do it. And I did it. And That's it was awesome, a hoot, dude. man. That's so awesome. All right, dude. Well, but dude. So wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. I gotta go, dude. I'm having people. No, over. we gotta get some. We gotta get. Oh, do you really? Well, Soon. I gotta pump you for some info. All right. How many weeks until that last percentage is done? One. For real? Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow morning. I'm going to Mexico. What? Yeah, baby. At the Holy time of God. this release, I will be in Mexico. In Puerto, Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. Dude, are you going to see some pyramids? Puerto Vallarta. No, dude, I'm going to a cheesy all-inclusive resort where I will be laying in my bed and reading and playing the new Zelda game and writing and having so much fun doing nothing. You going to make a phone call to me? Oh, I'll make you a phone call. I will. From my beachfront Groupon resort room um you know john to wrap all this up i was thinking i know you don't want to wrap up yet but we'll just have to do another episode soon um so, so true plus yeah to wrap all this up john i uh i was thinking about saying hey you should take that poem out because it's you know it's kind of awkward no i think Why? we should leave it's it good. in well i don't know i i got self-conscious because i you know i'm like well people don't know that i smoke weed and it's like yeah right everybody knows oh. i smoke weed you're, you're in a legal state and i'm in a legal state and it literally is prescribed to me by a doctor anyway um i think you should leave it in and, and in part because I was going to say, I'm actually, um, I'm not going to be smoking at all while, while I'm in Mexico. And, um, mm. and, and it's not cause I'm like way overboard now or anything, but I'm just like, I have used it to kind of cope with the stress and I'm sort of ready to like take a little breather, you know, and I'm curious well, how it'll go, do. you know? Yeah. Well, if you call us, let's do this as a for real experiment. Mm -hmm. Let's talk to you in, uh, sometime when you're in Mexico, mm -hmm. see how grumpy you feel. Yeah, I mean, I well, hope not. that this is the perfect time to kind of like take a break, you know, because I'll be mm -hmm. in Mexico oh, yeah. with no right. responsibilities because True. I want to be True. in Mexico and I, 
I'm not like, I don't smoke a ton, but like, you know, it's kind of like when you just kind of come home and you have, have a few drinks over the course of the night until you go to bed. Like it, mm. you may not be drunk, but it affects the way your night goes in a way that sometimes it's really good to experience the alternative. And that's what I'm experimenting uh, what does the Bible with. say? Bible says wine makes the heart glad. <laughs> but it also says, don't be a drunk. The Bible says a lot of good things. John, we it should start do. a like, oh no, oh gosh, that almost came out of my mind. I came out of my mouth. Wow. Gosh, there's so many of those already. We do not need to make Bible? another one. No, I was just saying like, we should be like, like, we should like be like skeptical theologians and like, look at like, <laughs> And I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. Does that exist? I just don't know who would listen to it. Who's like, you know, I really want to listen to something about the Bible, but from a pessimistic point of I view. I think there's probably, probably quite a few of those, actually. That's why I really? was interested. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a lot of them. I have maybe complicated feelings, but high reverence for the holy books right. in general, but specifically the Bible. I do too, John. I want to talk mm -hmm. soon about my sort of pet theory, which is that, because of our sort of infinite stuff, you know, all the stuff, stuff we were talking about, I think that everything is, is quite literally connected in a way that everything is probably partially true. I want to throw. I, th I think I have a guest here, John. For real? Do you have to go? Do we have a guest? Guest? Come in. Come in. I'm just recording. Who, Who is it? It's Henry. Hey, up, Henry, come in here. Okay. Henry is a good what's buddy. Up? Who's here? Hold on, I'm gonna get Henry an AirPod. Yo, what's up, Hank? John, how's it going? I can hear you. Yo, oh, so good. This is Let me throw an idea Henry, past you guys. You ready? Henry, speaking of the weird, serendipitous things that happen in this bizarre, seemingly chaotic universe, Henry mm. lived above us in our first apartment, the apartment in which I recorded many of the episodes of this very podcast. And, really? uh, and Henry just happened to live up there. And then we met and became friends. And now Henry is at my new house. Which is really That's nice nuts. and Aww. spacious. Thank you, Henry. Mm -hmm. Tell the address to the listeners. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um, let, me throw, let me throw something past okay. you guys. Well, what's your, Henry, what's your tradition? We're talking about religion, Henry. Oh, perfect. Uh, do you come out of any type of a tradition? You know, it's funny that you ask. Uh, I go to a church now where there is a question at the beginning of each service. And today the question that was asked was, what tradition do you come from? So Whoa! this is very, very apropos. Um, I come from a Presbyterian mm -hmm. tradition, uh, the the more uh, sort of conservative one theologically. Say the name. Henry, say it. We're uh, all part of it. I mean, what is it? PC, PCA, PCA, Presbyterian yeah. Church in America. Isn't that a crazy yeah, I, I coincidence, went, John? Well, I, I went to a PCA, or no, I went to PC uh, USA Church up in Jersey, and we're in a PCA church here. Let me throw an idea past you guys. You ready? Ready. Please. Okay. I, I've heard this before. It's kind of fringe, but open your open your hearts, open your minds, and let this let this soon to be edited part of this podcast wash yeah, over you. Right, John. Okay, this so so in, open. So open. Okay, so in the Garden of Eden. 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 Okay, this episode is going crazy long. So I think we should take a quick pause, take a pee break, mm. fart, and then I think we should come back and, and continue this conversation. How do you feel about that? Bingo. Let's do it.
Okay, sweet. All right, so we'll have a two-part episode this week. John, it's been real. Uh, credits, credits, credits. Let's not do real credits. People have been listening for too long. No credits. You know who produces the show. It's As me always. and John. We produce it. We are a two-man band over here. We've got Henry Slavens. Ooh. We've got Henry Slaves. The Slaves, as I like to call him. Henry. Thanks for coming on. Very, very interesting. It's been great, John. We'll talk soon. All right. Yeah.